Hello and welcome to Grade 7's Talk to Experts, a podcast where Grade 7 students talk to experts to find out more about their specialty. I am your host for this episode, Lily, and I am a student at College Park School in Lloydminster, Alberta. Before we get to our expert for this episode, I just wanted to share a little bit about who we are and what we will be doing in our podcast. We are a class of 25 Grade 7 students in a non-traditional classroom setting where we are focusing on experience-based learning using a STEAM approach. That's STEAM, which stands for science, technology, engineering, art, and math. We want to answer that age-old question of why do I have to learn this by directly connecting what we study inside the classroom with the world outside of the school. For our podcast, students will be contacting an expert that they know in their lives. This person could be an expert in their profession or job or in what could traditionally be considered a hobby or an interest. So without further delay, I am pleased to introduce our expert, who is an expert on art, Colleen Hegel. Hello and welcome. Hi there, Lily Nice to see you guys. Well, I can see Lily. Let's start by getting to know you. Please tell us about yourself. Well, I am Colleen Hegel, and I am a teacher. I've taught from grade one to high school. Um, reading and social studies are my more traditional specialty areas, but art has always been my passion inside and outside of the classroom, all fine arts. As a teacher, I have probably shared mostly the strands of fine arts being uh, drama and visual arts with the students and the communities that I teach in. How many people were in your family growing up? I'm very fortunate to have grown up in a rural community with four children and two fabulous parents that supported everything we did in life. What is your family like now? My family is still very, very close. Unfortunately, we have lost one of the parent figures. My dad passed away in the last couple of years, but the rest of us are still surprisingly in the Lloydminster area, following all of our very different passions and enjoying a great deal of time together. Personally, my family, I have myself and my fiance, Dean, that share a home together, and he has one son, so one stepson that lives in Calgary. What is your job? What do you do? I teach in Marwane, in Marwane, the village of Marwane, Marwane Jubilee School. And I came here to teach primary school, but I am currently teaching junior high English, social studies, and art from grade 7 to 12. I'm now going to have Ryan come and ask a question. Hi, my name is Ryan, and my question is, have you ever sold a piece of art? Oh, fabulous question, Ryan. I have sold a lot of pieces of art. I have sold, I sell prints of original works and I've been very, very fortunate to have had a really, um, a really strong following of great customers that have purchased prints and originals. I also do a lot of mural work or commissioned work that are particular artworks that customers are looking for, large scale, small scale. So I, yes, my answer is definitely yes. I've been very fortunate to have many great customers purchase my work. Thank you for answering my question. Okay, um, what is a typical day like for you? 
my days right now as a traditional classroom teacher, I get up bright and early at six, um, try and leave the house by seven to be at school, 7.30, quarter to eight, and I teach all day long. Some fabulous, fabulous kids uh, that are also passionate about things that I'm passionate about. And I usually head home from work around six o'clock to get home around 6.37. So it's a long day doing what I love with really fabulous people. Um, what do you do for fun? I do art for fun, Lily. <laughs> I do lots of things for fun, but I really love any time I can spend doing art on my own or sharing it with like-minded people um, inside and outside of the classroom. Lots of community members come to my like to come to my home and um, share our passions for art together. Of course, I, I love any good times doing anything, but I certainly do find a lot of time to enjoy art in my regular life. Um, did you live in Lloydminster as a kid? If so, what was it like? I consider myself very lucky to have grown up in the Lloydminster area. I lived just northeast of Lloydminster on our family farm, which I still get to go to often. We, as kids, went to school in the community of Hillmond, but Lloydminster was our commercial community and we spent a great deal of our time in Lloydminster doing sports, taking part in community events. So rural Lloydminster, I would say, is where I'm from. What was it like? It was a beautiful place to grow up. The community of Hillmond was, the community of Lloydminster was. We were surrounded by very, very positive people that were community-minded and allowed the students of the communities to expand in so many ways to find their dreams. Um, what was school like for you when you were younger? I like to think that school is a lot, was a lot the same as it is for you. Um, we spent the entire day at school learning the basics, but also learning whatever wonderful things our teachers had to share with us, which could vary each year to year. We had good days at school, I think. And I don't think things have changed that much. What specifically do you remember about grade seven? Grade seven was a wonderful, wonderful year. We had a fabulous teacher. We had several fabulous teachers. One was our teacher, Mr. McLean, who taught us very much the value of hard work and organization. And he was just a very kind man that I think led many of us to success. If someone were to write a book about you, what would be a good title? Oh my goodness, Lily. Um, I am not that spontaneous. Hmm. If it was after I was gone, it would be hmm, a life well lived, Colleen Hagel. I have no idea, Lily. That's a tough question. Call me back tomorrow and I'll have a great answer on that one. <laughs> I'm going to have Zoe come up and ask a question. I was wondering, how many years have you been teaching? Well, Zoe, I have been teaching 25 years. Thank you. You're welcome. Can you tell us about an experience where you were nervous or apprehensive, but chose to participate anyways and gave your best effort? That is a great question, Lily. 
I think almost every day I'm a little bit nervous and apprehensive as to if the day will go well and if I'll do everything the best I can. I would say yes. Every single day there's a little bit of a hesitation where it would be easy to stay home and not risk um, putting yourself out there, especially as a teacher in front of students and other friend of other staff members. Um, particularly when I decided to switch provinces and teach somewhere else and offered a position to go to another area to teach. And I was a little bit apprehensive as if those people would be as receptive as I had been lucky enough to experience in all of my life up until that point. But I thought it was an important step to progress, to change up your world a bit. And I think almost all the time, we're pleasantly surprised with things that seem frightening are not near as frightening as they both first seem to be. Okay, in your opinion, what makes someone an expert? An expert is somebody who has a wealth of knowledge in a particular area. But prior to getting that wealth of knowledge, an expert is somebody that has the desire to know more, the want to know more or to know to develop more skills in a particular area. So I think the after the fact, the expert is the one that knows and can do. But before being the expert, the crucial um, personality trait would be the want to know more and be able to do more. Do you consider yourself an expert? I think I'm on the road to being an expert. I think I have the personality and the want to be an expert in actually more than one field. I am close to being an expert in some fields of my passions, but I, I don't know if anybody reaches the point of being truly an expert because there's always something to learn. I'm not gonna have Timur come and ask a question. Okay. Hi, my name is Tima, and my question is, what is the fav your favorite part about your job? Since my job is teaching, my favorite job is green greeted every day by 30 grade eights, who even on the worst days, I adore spending my time with. My second favorite part would be that I get to do art while I'm with them. Okay, thank you for answering my question. Thank you. Have there been times that you felt discouraged as an artist or as an art teacher? Do you know, I, I think I'm so passionate about it. I often don't even notice times that perhaps other people would be discouraged. I just love everything about the arts, about art industry, about the what it gifts to people in their life. Very, very seldom have I been discouraged occasionally a little bit if I feel that my leadership is not supporting my passion or the belief that I have that the arts can contribute to society. But generally, no, I, I just feel passionate and enjoyment out of it. Um, what made you want to keep going in your job? Well, considering I've been teaching for 25 years, I absolutely love to come to work, and I don't know why for sure, except for those kids that meet me every day. Um, I I don't know what makes me want to go every day, Lily. I just I just do, and I think I'm very very fortunate to have been in one career this long with some changes and still really really love 
each day of work. What do you think failure has to do with success? Also, when did you fail and how did it help you? I think failure is essential to success. Failure makes you appreciate your success more. Failure makes you stop and reevaluate what you were doing and how you could do it better to maybe make success more attainable. When have I failed? Oh, I fail very, very often, almost daily, where I think something will work and it doesn't work. Um, I am lucky. I don't think that I've experienced widespread failure, but I think everybody experiences glimmers of failure each day, which we have to turn around to be, oh, I'm going to try harder today, or let's try that again. <laughs> did you do art as a kid? And if so, what did you make? Oh, Lily, I did art all my life. I remember my, I, I don't remember not doing art. I remember pleading and pleading and writing with Santa Claus letters because I wanted cray a Crayola Caddy, which is a set of crayons and markers and paint all in one. And I was so ecstatically happy when I got that for Christmas when I was six that I used it once and packed it up and never let anybody touch it again in my life. So um, I always did art and I was so, so lucky that my parents always they just always supported whatever we were passionate about, and art was definitely one of my strongest passions. I'm now going to have Vanessa come and ask you a question. Hi, um, what kind of art do you make the most? Um, I do a lot of different art. The art that I share with other people or teach is usually acrylic painting because it is easy to teach, um, it's easy to learn, and it dries quickly and easy cleanup. My favorite type of art to do myself is oil painting. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Tell us about someone you looked up to when you were younger. I admired and respected my parents and very, very much. A lot my dad because he was adamant about the importance of learning and exposing yourself to other people's ideas and lifestyles. That would be the person I looked up to the very most in my life. At this time, I'm going to open up the mic for any student to ask any question that they might have. Hi, I'm Logan. Do you have any pieces of art that are in a public space? Hi, Logan. Uh, I absolutely do because I do a lot of mural work. Now, I haven't since COVID. So there are quite a few um, mural pieces over the years that um, are easily seen by public. Some of them are in Lloyd Binster, many are in other communities. So yes, definitely. Okay, thank you. Hi, my name is Elizabeth and my question is, what's your favorite piece of art that you've ever done? Well, Elizabeth, I my favorite piece of artwork that I've ever done is my very first oil painting. I used to paint at a studio in Edmonton. Once a week for, for about a decade, I would drive after work Fridays and work with a very wonderful um, art instructor who taught me the skill of realistic painting using oils. And my favorite artwork would be that first painting. I wish I had a photo of it here, but I don't. I often do. Okay, thank you. You're welcome.
Um, my name is Ricky, and my question for you is, what's a phrase or advice you find yourself repeating often? <laughs> oh, I love that question. The, question. the phrase that I repeat often, probably partly because I'm a teacher, but my grade 7s and 8s and 9s and even the grade 3s that I used to teach, they always know that my phrase that is always shared is, we hope that good things come to good people. And that's what I believe, that good things come to good people. Thank you for answering my question. You're welcome. Hi, my name is Blake and my question is, what inspired you to become an artist? That's a great question, Blake. It really makes me think. I don't know that anything in particular inspired me. I just loved art. I loved creating. I loved the idea of making things all of my life. I, I honestly think if there is such a thing, I was born to create. It was in me as I, as I was born. That's a good question. I probably will think harder on it for a bit tonight and think about that. Thank you for answering my question. Thank you. My name is Ryder, and my question is, what's, what is the best piece of art advice that you have given? I'm sorry, could you repeat that, please? What is the best art advice that you have given to someone? Oh, all of my junior high and high school students know this, that my theory is that every artwork that you're creating, a visual art, will have a point where you're really excited about it and you can't wait to do it. And there, then there will be this spot that you're like, oh, this is crappy. I don't want to finish it. And you have to just keep working on it because eventually you'll get back to the point where it's, oh, this is fabulous again. I'm so proud of it. You have to persevere and be resilient. Keep going past that bump that seems hard. Push past the hard bumps, I always tell them. Thank you for answering the question. You're welcome. Hi, it's me again. And I was, I was just wondering, have you taught anything other than art? Well, Zoe, I, I have taught, um, yes, actually I started as a grade one teacher, but I always taught art and drama to the older kids. Then I became a grade three teacher, but I always taught art to the older kids and a little bit of drama. And um, now I'm a grade, I teach the grade seven and eight language arts and social, but I still teach art. Not any drama right now. We don't have that in our school right now. Thank you. You're welcome. Hello, what is the... What is the biggest art piece you've ever made? Well, I did murals in one home. I did three murals in three bedrooms and the walls were 16 feet tall by 20 feet wide each. So three of them, that would be the biggest. And I have a lot about that size, although those were particularly high walls. We did a lot of, um, I had to use scaffolding to do them all. I also did some in about that size in hockey rinks, but it was more logos than actual art, like art, but more specific, not my own design. So quite big. 
Hey, thanks for answering my question. You're welcome. Hi, my question is, um, what is the most expensive art piece you sold? Oh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head because now I've had a lot of art over a lot of years. I know that some of my art friends always say, Colleen, you don't charge enough because some of us are trying to make livings at this. You need to charge what a, somebody that was just practicing art would do. Um, so I would say the most expensive one piece would be, it was just at $1,000. Thank you for answering my question. You're welcome. It's me again, and my question is, if you had to be something other than a teacher or an art teacher, what would it be? You guys ask such difficult questions. I would be a, an architect or a designer of some type, I think. Okay, thank you for answering my question. So I don't have as much a question as a little bit of a story to share uh, with the class and with you. Uh, when I first moved to Lloydminster about 17 years ago, I was flipping through the paper and there was, um, there was, a there was an advertisement for an art class being held at, through the Lloydminster Learning Council. Um, and so I attended that class and it was you, you were the teacher. I still have, I still have that piece of art that you helped me build. And as you were talking about your piece of advice, I went, you said that to us. You told us to push past, push past the bumps and you were telling us about that piece of art, how we would love it at first, we would kind of hate it, and then we would love it again. So that really, really uh, reminded me of, uh, of that time when I took that class with you. So maybe it wasn't 17 years ago, but it was, it was a while ago. I still have that painting. It's actually in my kitchen at home. I'll bring it in to share to share with the kids tomorrow. So, thanks for sharing that, Cornelius. Oh. That's fabulous. I actually generally this is a maturity thing that I recognize that some of those sayings that you always say that I didn't recognize they were like signature sayings for myself until I started teaching junior high more regularly in the last few years. Besides just art, and they're like, "Oh yeah, no, we know what you think, Miss Hegel." Yeah, and they can quote me word for word, and I'm like, "Oh." That means I really do say that. <laughs> yeah, it, come, it comes to their mind before it comes to your mind, hey? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. I'm going to turn it back over to Lily to wrap up here. Okay, thank you. Hey, Lily, I have to say also, I love those lights behind you. Do you have them on? You're on already. Um, we put them on during like all of these podcasts. Oh, I love them. They are fabulous. I think I need to get some for this classroom. Okay. Thank you for coming, Colleen. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. We learned a lot about art. Thank you to my classmates for the questions, and thank you, listeners. Have a great day, and stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you, Lily, and thank you to all your classroom. I just love to see you guys doing that. The, sorry, that's not even great language. To see your class doing this, what a really great project. I'm thinking my grade sevens and eight should be doing something similar. So I think you inspired me today.
That's awesome. That's really good. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a great project, um, and I think it's the the right age to do this at. Um, Absolutely. So if you want some advice or uh, some tips and pointers, uh, touch base with me, and I can I can give you some. I would love to. Thank you very very much. It was so nice to see all of you. Did you want to see that? here? Here's the rest of the classroom. Yes. Oh, wonderful. You guys look like a really good bunch. I bet you Mr. Cron likes to come to work each day, too. Every day. Every day and smiling when I do it, too. Sometimes they make me frown. Oh, I Sometimes. get it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. We'd love to hear from you. Send your questions, show ideas, or any other feedback to talkingtoexperts at gmail.com.